Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we hop into today's episode, I want to ask you a very important question. Have you had enough water today? 75% of Americans are dehydrated. Isn't that wild? 75% of people in the U.S. don't drink enough water. All my years of playing sports helped me understand how important it is to be hydrated. And that is why I have a half gallon of water sitting right here on my desk in my beautiful hydro jug. HydroJug is here to take care of your hydration needs throughout the day. These durable and reusable jugs hold more than a half gallon, so you don't have to keep filling up a tiny bottle every hour or throw away tons of plastic bottles. Hydro jugs are also dishwasher safe, have a wide mouth opening, an integrated handle, and they are shatterproof if you drop them. And on top of their incredible convenience and great function, they are just good looking cute bottles. There are so many bright and bold colors, and they even come with a neoprene sleeve that slips right over the bottle to keep your water cold and also accessorize the bottle, which we love. I have a pink bottle with a cheetah print sleeve. It is so cute, if I do say so myself. You can check out HydroJug at www.thehydrojug.com and use discount code REALPOD to get 10% off your order today. HydroJugs are game changers for anyone on the go, especially you athletes out there, you busy people. I know you drink a lot of water and this is such a great solution. Again, you can use code REALPOD for 10% off your brand new HydroJug at www.thehydrojug.com. Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. everybody and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to RealPod, everybody. It is Victoria here. And well, obviously it is. Sometimes you guys oh, talk about anxiety. Do you ever just speak and then you think to yourself, that was such a stupid thing to say? That is me right now because I just said it is Victoria here. Who else would it be? Anyways, as you guys can see, I'm kind of in like a really not a weird mood, but I feel like I've been, I don't want to use the word unstable because it feels like an exaggeration, but I have been in my own head a lot. Like the past week has honestly just felt like I am saying things and doing things, but then there's like another more critical version of me watching me say and do those things and telling me like how stupid and I don't know, wrong and embarrassing and cringy I am and how people don't like me. So I think my anxiety is at a, it's on, it's on this week. That's what I'll say. I would just retake that intro because I would normally be like, oh my gosh, it needs to be perfect. Let me delete this and, and make it sound better. But honestly, I am human. And yes, I need to give myself grace. I need to be compassionate with myself. I need to take a deep breath. But sometimes it's hard to do those things. And we just we just feel like we can't in the moment. And kind of that is how I'm feeling this morning. And so I just obviously this is real pod, no filter energy here. That's kind of how I feel. And I'm kind of all over the place because I am having one of those days. It's a Monday. So it's a Monday when I'm recording this, but you guys will hear this on Wednesday. But I had the worst Sunday scaries yesterday. Like, I don't know why I've just never needed a day in between Sunday and Monday more than I wanted one yesterday. 
sometimes I just feel so behind on everything. And I literally dreamt last night about the things I had to do today because that is how it's like, I don't want to say anxious I was because I think we can sometimes overuse the terms anxiety and anxious. I think like antsy and restless, you know, I didn't want it to happen. (laughs) Like I didn't want to wake up and have to do things on Monday so bad that yesterday I just felt like really restless. And the other ironic thing about that, and I honestly hesitate on if I should even say this because I don't want to like spew that there's no hope into the world because there is hope. But people usually have Sunday scaries when like they hate their job, right? Or when they don't like what they get to do on Monday. I think about what I have to do today and I keep telling myself it's what I get to do today. I get to record a podcast where I can literally say anything I want, could not be more aligned with you know who I want to be as a person. Not to mention this episode in particular, I get to meet you guys and answer your questions. So honestly, what a cool thing I get to do. And then after this, I get, I keep using the word get, I, I have to, but I get to film a sponsored TikTok for a company that, you know, you get to make crafts. I'm not going to go into too much details here, but it's a really fun thing. But sometimes in life, oh, actually, you guys, I'm uncovering the gold mine right now of why I was afraid. Because I said in the beginning of this, I said, I don't know why I'm nervous. Um, I should love what I do. But you know what? Here's what happens. Let's look at those two things. I'm going to start with the back one. I have to do a sponsored TikTok. What does that mean? That means, well, that's part of my job and how I make money. A brand pays me to make a TikTok. And that sounds super cool, right? It's like, whoa, Vic, like you, like that is awesome. I wish I could do that. But then you get to that place and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, well, is the TikTok good enough? Does the brand like the TikTok? Is the TikTok going to perform well? Is it going to get views? Is it going to get likes? Are they going to think that I was worth, you know, doing a deal with me? Um, Is my management going to be happy with what I turned out for this deal? And then you know, you start to put this pressure on yourself and it suddenly becomes less in the moment and free and happy as you thought it was. And if we go to the first example of how I said I get to do this podcast with you guys today, yes, that sounds sick and amazing and it is sick and amazing, but we zoom into the present moment and I'm sitting here thinking, has anyone even been listening to me this opening (laughs) five minutes? I'm like, is anyone listening? Or am I literally just, honestly, sometimes I feel like, I'm stupid and no one cares. And so, or I feel like, is this valuable? You know, am I saying something that is helpful in some way? And I don't know. It just goes to show like you can want something and have something that you think is special and like a dream, but then there's always baggage and baggage sounds too heavy, but there's always uncertainty and there's always fear. And even though today I get to do two things that are literally my dream job, I still have those thoughts, insecurities, and worries that it's not good enough or that others aren't going to like it. I don't know, you guys. I'm just venting. I didn't plan to do this much, um, honestly, with my intro, but I really respect the vulnerability from you all that you're about to hear. For those of you who need a little update on what this ep is going to be. No, it is not going to be me ranting for 40 minutes about, you know, my problems. Although if you would like that, please let me know. (laughs) Today's episode, I will be playing your voicemails. So if you have not heard, RealPod got a cell phone. Woohoo! RealPod got a cell phone. Isn't that exciting? So if you call 1-833-275-2324, you can leave me a voicemail, ask any question you want, and I will possibly answer your voicemail on the show. So this was posted on the RealPod Instagram last week. Make sure you're following at RealPod if you are not already, because then you won't miss out on this fun stuff. But you can call 1-833-275-2324 to leave me a voicemail. And hopefully I can give you some good advice, um, hopefully good advice, possibly questionable advice. So that is what we are doing today. Right before we hop into the episode, I want to give a shout out to Catherine, who left a review that, yes, in my times of 
deep despair and feeling like I'm not good enough. These words mean the world to me. Catherine left a five-star review and it says her podcasts should be on auto download on everyone's phone because people need to hear this. Vic radiates authenticity, hope, and love while providing much needed uplifting real content. She's the catalyst to my recovery that I didn't know I would need, but now cannot live without. Real pod always puts me in a better mindset and hits upon the best topics. Catherine, I feel like screaming, but I won't because my microphone is close to my mouth and I'm sure some of you have headphones in. But Catherine, I don't even have words because this just, oh gosh, it it means the world to me. I mean, I I to know that I have been just some small part in your journey, gosh, it's an honor and I do not take that lightly. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you to each and every one of you who supports the show. You know, I really, really appreciate it. If you want to leave a review, you can go to iTunes just like Catherine and leave a rating and a comment. And I just might shout you out on next week's episode. Without further ado, hmm, should I even play the intro music? You guys know, usually I'm like, without further ado, our fabulous guest. And today it's like, without further ado, more of me. <laughs> oh, I'm going crazy this morning. Okay, you know what? Let's roll. Let's roll the intro music. I, you know what? It's it's good. It's a fun jingle. I'll see you on the other side. Okay, to kick us off, I actually wanted to play this voicemail that. You know what? I'm not even going to give it an intro. I'm just going to play it. Here we go. Hey, Vic. I, my name is Cece, and I freaking love RealPod so much. I am 13, and I just want to say how much you have helped me with my eating disorder recovery. And I just, I think you are amazing, and I listen to RealPod. It inspire me so much. Love you. Okay, was that not like the most precious thing you've ever heard? My favorite part is that there was no question. It was just a statement. Um, and my other favorite part was I freaking love Real Pod when she <laughs> said that. Oh my gosh, Cece, that was the cutest thing ever. I honestly think we could mix in like a, a freaking love Real Pod. Frickin like we could do something cool with that because that was iconic. Anyways, Cece, I had to play that because. It truly put the biggest smile on my face. Thanks for listening to the show. You are the cutest. All right, let's listen to our next voicemail with our first question. Hi, Vic. I am so excited that you are doing this on RealPod. I am such a huge fan. My question for you is how do I keep my relationship and communication about anxiety balanced? I want to be open with my partner about how I'm feeling, but I don't want to overwhelm them at the same time. They give me space and understanding when I need it, but I don't want to come off as too needy. Not sure if this is just a me problem, but I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And I hope you have an awesome day. Love Real Pod. Hi, babe. Wish I got your name because that was such a brilliant question and so well worded. Either way, I am so glad you called into the show. I love this question and something like this actually just happened to me and Max. So I actually do feel confident that I can, I can share some wisdom here. So this past weekend, we went out with some friends and the world is kind of getting back to normal. Not really. We have a, a long way to go, but you know, some restaurants are having indoor seating. People are getting vaccinated. Like there's so much change in a positive way that slowly we can be more social. And, you know, you mentioned anxiety. I definitely struggle socially which is crazy because I grew up so confident, but then something happens. You know, it was my volleyball anxiety that now transitioned into a social like life anxiousness. And anyways, so we went out with Max's friends and we hung out for like two, three hours. And then we were planning on going home. So we literally got in our car and we were ready to go home. And I was like totally getting into this mode of great. I'm going back to the safety of my house. Like, I can be calm. I don't have to interact with people and stick around in conversations that are boring and meaningless. Don't you hate when you get like cornered into a conversation and you're like, oh, <laughs> yes, it's painful. So I wanted to go home. But as we're in the car, Max gets a text from a buddy saying, you know, we're all going to this spot. And I just felt like a knot in my throat. Like that is the last thing I want to do. Like keep going socially. And at first I felt like there's something wrong with me. You know, I have that moment of, 
why am I normal? Like, why don't I want to go and keep partying and keep socializing? I think there's a small piece of me that wishes I could want that, but I don't. And it's weird because we spent like the entire pandemic. I can't wait till there's a party. I can't wait till we can socialize and see people. And then like an opportunity happens and I clam up and I'm like, I just want to be at home and I just don't want to see people. So I'm dealing with those feelings, which is a whole separate story. But in terms of your specific question as your relationship with your partner, you know, I felt bad about this because I felt like Max and I are besties, right? Like if I was going somewhere and Max didn't want to come, I would be upset. Like not really upset, upset, but I'd be bummed because I have a good time when Max is there. I love Max. I want him to be there. So I felt bad. Like, you know, he probably wants me there. You know, he, we have fun together and it was, it wasn't awkward, but I was kind of like, oh, do you mind? Like, we'll go there. You can hop out and I'll take the car home and like, I'll pick you up whenever you want me to come back tonight. And he was understanding definitely. And, you know, he went, I definitely had this moment of like, I was like, well, I was like, should I come? And he was like, well, I can't answer that for you. You know, you, you tell me, but it definitely felt like we parted on a note of, I didn't feel like we were being completely honest with each other. And it could have all been in my head. Like we kissed goodbye. We were totally fine, but I definitely felt like, ugh, did I do something wrong? And that is kind of on that note of like, you know, you saying, how do I navigate this? Because I don't want to come off too needy. And I'm not sure if my partner's feeling the same way. So my answer to, you know, your question is communication. It is so important. And you guys have probably heard me just talk about this a lot when it comes to relationships, but you have to talk about these things. And the only way for you to find out if you're being needy is to simply ask if you're being needy in their opinion, because otherwise you're just making an assumption and you actually have no idea. So the next day, you know, when we were making breakfast or something, I said to Max, I was like, is it okay with you? Or no, you know what I think I said? I said, thanks for being understanding last night about, you know, me not wanting to go, you know, it bums me out that I, I don't go do those things. And, you know, I never want to upset you or be a buzzkill. And he was totally understanding. He did not feel that way at all. He was like, I totally get it, babe. For me with anxiety, it makes me feel so safe knowing I have a partner who doesn't judge me for the times where I just can't do what someone else would do. So that conversation though really helped me feel confident that the next time that happens, I can follow my heart again. I can go home again. So if you are at all feeling like you don't know where you stand with your partner and your mental health issues, or you don't know if you feel like a burden or you feel needy, have that conversation with them. And all you have to do is just find a moment where, you know, you can be intimate and you can, you can seriously chat and just say, Hey, I know I've been anxious recently, or I know I haven't been myself recently. First of all, I would lead with a compliment and appreciation. I'm so grateful that you've been such a huge support to me, or I see the way you care for me. Thank you. It means the world. And then you follow up with your question. I just want to be honest. I never want to add more to your plate. I never want to come across as needy. So is there anything I can do to be more upfront or to, you know, then, then ask if there's something they see from you and then, and then follow that with, and how can I possibly help with this? And look, it's a dance because yes, when you are struggling with your mental health, of course, there might be moments where you are needy or you do need someone's help. That doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't mean like, that's fine. You can have those moments. It's just also having the self-awareness to know when you need someone or when you can handle it. For example, it would have been one thing if I said, Max, I don't want to go. I'm anxious. Can you come home with me? Because I don't want to be alone. That would have been like double whammy of I'm not going. And also I'm asking you to sacrifice this night with your friends to come comfort me because I'm anxious. So I'm at a place where I felt completely fine being 
on my own. Actually, that's a lie. I drove to my parents, <laughs> but I found a way to get what I needed and not make it be from him. So I would also just say, be aware of that. Like if, and whether your partner is a girl, a guy doesn't identify whoever it is that is your significant other, I would just, you know, say, can you be aware of your asks and try to delegate those amongst people who, you know, you feel close to like how I was like my parents, if I go, they're watching a movie, I'll stop by their house. I'll pet the dog. You know, you have a good night with your friends. So I also think that's an element too, is just, you know, one, it's okay to be needy and ask of your partner, but then also, can you be aware of how often you're asking? And if there are ways you can improve, you know, your ability to navigate your own emotions so that you can be independent in your times of need. Well, babe, that was kind of a hefty answer, but I hope you at least walk away knowing it is definitely not a you problem. It is also a me problem. And I'm sure many people listening, it is an us problem. Hopefully something in there gives you some courage or next steps to navigating this with your SO. Brief pause to tell you about Aura Organic. Aura Organic is a plant-based organic nutrition company with everything from protein powder and pre-workout to ingestible beauty supplements. They care about making healthy living fun, accessible, and easy while harnessing the earth's most powerful plants to transform your health. I know you guys have heard me talk about Aura before. They are fantastic. They pride themselves on trying to provide the cleanest nutritional products around, and they've gone the extra mile to prove it. Every single one of their products is third-party tested for heavy metals and purity, and all of these test results are available to the public on their website. On top of that, their products contain no hidden ingredients. Each product page on their website allows you to look through every single ingredient on all the products to see exactly what purpose that ingredient serves. Today, I'm going to tell you about Aura Organics Greens Powder called Easy Being Green. Now, I love vegetables. If you were on my Instagram, you saw that I was eating lots of broccoli last night, but sometimes I don't always have veggies stocked in my fridge and I forget to go to the store. This greens powder has been a great and easy way to add more veggies and greens into my life. In just one scoop, you're getting over 20 organic greens from both land and sea with none of the hassle. Their carefully crafted delicious citrus flavor comes from organic fruit and prebiotics, ensuring you will get all that natural and yummy flavor. Head to www.aura.organic and start your wellness journey today. And also take 15% off your first purchase when you use code REALPOD at checkout. But that's not all. If you decide to purchase a subscription, you'll receive an additional 20% off, totaling 35% off when you use code REALPOD at checkout. So head to www.aura.organic today and use code REALPOD for up to 35% off. All right, let's dive into our next V-mail. Hi, Victoria. Love you, girl. Um, I was calling because I had a question about intuitive eating during the workday. So I was wondering if you had any tips or advice for people that are in the office or um, not at home uh, from nine to five and they have to pack lunch. Um, How can we eat intuitively while we have to kind of plan our day ahead. Thanks so much. Hey girl, absolutely love your voice. You sound just like the most charming, like Southern belle. I don't even know what it would be, but I could listen to your voice all day long. You should have a podcast. If not, leave me more voicemails so I can listen. Love this question though. Get this a lot. And I think I can help a little bit. I know sometimes when we hear intuitive eating, it's this picture of this person like frolicking in a field and they're like, what do I want to eat? And then they look and every single option on earth is laid out for them and they can just choose that and then mindfully eat it with no distractions. But that's not how life works. Our alarms are going off at 6 a.m., 8 a.m. We have class. Some of you have work. You have practice. You have a million different things you're doing. And most of us are planning ahead and we can't just get a craving for Dairy Queen. And then the Dairy Queen's right there. Not how it works. But thankfully there are ways you can intuitively eat, even in instances like this, where you have a nine to five. So I'm going to give you three tips here. The first tip is pack some options. And look, I know you probably have a small purse or a small bag. You can't bring like a suitcase. You can't bring your refrigerator, right? But you can pack, maybe you're packing a turkey sandwich and you pack a mayo condiment and a mustard condiment and you pack a side of chips and a side of apples and you bring a water and you bring a Diet Coke. So that's like, and that's not that much, right? If you're, I mean, it sounds like a lot when I say it, but I could pack a lunch bag with 
you know, those options. And then it comes time for lunch. And yes, you know, your base is a turkey sandwich, but you have room to wiggle, right? You're like, Ooh, I'm in the mood for tangy mustard right now. Or maybe you're like, Ugh, no, I want, I want mayo. And then you're like, mm, on the side. Yes. I want that salty crunch. Maybe you're like, Oh, you know what? I'm kind of nauseous from sitting down all day. The cold apple, that sounds good to me. And you don't eat the chips. So when you pack some options, then you have that wiggle room at lunchtime to feel like you get to follow some of your intuition. And hey, maybe there's days where you are having mustard and mayo on the sandwich and you're having chips and you're having the apple and you're sipping both the Diet Coke and the water. Love those days. That's tip number one is to just kind of pack a few extra options, maybe two or three onto the base of something. Maybe you're packing like three different salad dressings and then you choose the one that you want in the moment. And that can allow you to feel like you have some intuition during lunchtime. The second thing I would say is to have snacks on you. I think one of the most important things of intuitive eating is to be able to eat when you are hungry, right? Really listening to that cue is huge in you know, practicing this approach to food. So can you pack like a snack or two so that if you do get hungry, it's there. Maybe your work has a cafeteria. So there's never a scenario where you're packing yourself lunch, but you at least have snacks on you. So let's say like the cafeteria is only open from like 12 to one and that's when you have to eat lunch, but you show up to work and you're hungry at 10, 15, your stomach's growling and you don't want to wait an hour or however long it is. That is why it would be great if you had a snack on you. Maybe you have a banana in there. Maybe you have some cereal. Maybe you have jerky. Maybe you have some chips, whatever it is. But I always like to have the option to eat if it comes. That was part of just my individual recovery. Like that was a safety I needed. So that's my second tip is to just always have some snacks on you. So if you do get hungry, you can listen to that cue. The third thing I would say, actually, you know what? I have four. I had three, but now I have four. Here's my third. Plan a yummy dinner. So maybe you're working nine to five and you can't control a lot of your day of eating. But when you get off work and you come home, can you have two dinner options in your fridge? Or can you have, you know, ingredients that you got at the grocery store that can be used in a, in a few different ways? Like Max and I always have chicken. We always have bell pepper. We always have spinach, but we can really mix up that with adding rice, with adding pesto, with adding vinegar, with adding sriracha, with adding teriyaki sauce to make it feel different each time. So I would say if you can't totally control your day at work, then really making sure you you feel happy and excited about what you're going to be able to have for dinner because that part is in your control. So whether that's your favorite dinner, you know, you never tire of or just two options in your fridge or freezer so you can come home and then really have that ability to listen to your body. And then the fourth tip is to have that curiosity, kindness and compassion If you listen to my five tips for intuitive eating episode, you know that one of the tips was the three K. Well, is it the three K's? No, we said it was the three C's. We wanted it to be the three C's, but kindness is with a K. So that's why we're upset. But if you remember my two C's and my K, kindness, compassion, and curiosity. So if you have a day where you have to eat because it's lunchtime at work and you're not really hungry, or you have to eat something that you don't really want to totally eat, but it's the only option you have, have that kindness for yourself of, okay, I'm doing the best I can. I'm juggling a lot right now. I'm going to be kind to myself as I eat something that's not totally ideal for me. You have that compassion. Oh, I know why this is hard for me. I know why I don't feel great. I know why I'm feeling these emotions of guilt because I struggle with food. I struggle with my body image. So it makes sense. I'm going to have that compassion for my circumstance. And then that curiosity okay, well, what really happened today? Next time, is there a way I can avoid this? Is there something I can pack? Is there something I can do better to help myself in this situation in the future? So girl, I hope that those four tips were helpful. You can do this. Keep prioritizing your intuitive eating because it is life-changing. Now, I opened up about my mental health struggles at the beginning of this podcast, and I want to emphasize how important it is to be open about what we're going through. Just because the pandemic has turned our lives upside down does not mean you have to let that new normal of stress and anxiety be your normal. Talking to a therapist is a great first step, and you all know how much I love therapy, specifically Talkspace. 
You can sign up for Talkspace online and start therapy the same day you sign up. So you can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions right from the comfort of your home. There are thousands of licensed therapists with a variety of specialties like depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma. I loved the therapist I was matched with. She was so helpful and kind and really kept me accountable with my progress. And it was nice just to be able to reach out to her when I was in a time of need. And also, Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And you get unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7. And they also engage with you daily, five days a week. I am so excited to let you know that as a listener of this podcast, you will get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. So don't miss out on that. You can match with a licensed therapist today. Go to Talkspace.com. Make sure you use the code REALPOD to get $100 off your first month and get matched with a licensed therapist. That's REALPOD at Talkspace.com for $100 off your first month. Okay, on to the next voicemail. Hi, Victoria. This is Jenna McKay, and I just love everything that you do for young women and the example you set. Thank you for being such a great role model. And even for me, I'm a little bit older. (laughs) I am a survivor of human trafficking. I've talked to you before, and I now speak. I'm getting ready to speak at the United Nations. And you as a speaker and fighting for women and all you do, What is your advice to calm nerves, to go stand on a huge stage like that? I just look forward to your advice, and I hope to listen to the show and hear your feedback. Thank you again for all you do. Hi, Jenna. I am so happy to hear that you called in. Thank you so much, girl. You are incredible. For those of you who don't know Jenna, just search her, Jenna McKay. She is a human trafficking survivor. She is a badass, and also she is a speaker as well as you guys heard. I love your question. It's also funny, Jenna, that you ask this because literally last week I had like a speaker's breakdown or I had that moment of like that imposter syndrome you talk of. Like you're getting ready to speak at United Nations. Last week I was getting ready. This is different, but I was getting ready to speak at University of Wisconsin. So that felt really big for me. That is like a huge power five school. And I did not want to mess it up. And the day of, I was feeling so imposter syndrome You know, who am I? What do I have to say? What if they don't think I'm good? What if they don't X, Y, Z? And another thing is the Zoom speaking has been a huge adjustment. I don't know if you have to speak on Zoom for this, but I have been speaking on Zoom and that has been an animal of its own. So I've had to allow myself some compassion and wiggle room there. Like, you know, it's Zoom. The bar is only so high. I mean, I keep reminding myself, like you could put Taylor Swift on Zoom for me, which I freaking love T-Swift. And I don't think I would have the attention span for 40 minutes. And that's not saying I don't love Taylor Swift, but that's just saying if you are on a Zoom for 40 minutes and your phone lights up, like you're probably going to glance at it and maybe read the text. Um, And so I have to remind myself when I'm speaking on Zoom, if people aren't like 100% attentive, that that's just a part of virtual speaking. So I don't know if that's a thing for you, but I would allow yourself some forgiveness there. But anyways, back to my imposter syndrome and my therapy session. (sighs) Basically, I'm going to get super candid with you guys. This is what happened. I, and yes, I happened to get really lucky and have therapy the day of this imposter syndrome breakdown and the day of the keynote. So it was very helpful for me. But anyways, I started to get pulled to my ego as opposed to my, what would we call it? Like higher self or innate purpose. Let's call it that. So basically what happened was I was getting swarmed into this mindset of, oh my gosh, I hope they think I'm good. I hope they're happy that they brought me. I hope the people who wrote the check are going to be pleased with what I deliver. I hope that the students who follow me on Instagram are going to think I'm as cool as I was in real life. Like I was getting pulled and pulled to this very me, me, me mindset. Like, I hope I am good. I hope I am X, Y, Z. I hope they're happy with me. And that is not why I speak. That is absolutely not why I speak. And that is not the purpose. And my therapist helped bring me back to what is the purpose. And my purpose, why I speak, is to change just one life. Hopefully, just one life. The whole reason 
in the first place. I even started speaking was purely tied to that one, that one student athlete, that one person, that one girl who will feel seen and know they are not alone in their anxiety, their depression, their eating disorder, their meds, their therapy, whatever it is that they're going through. That was my purpose. That was the only reason I stepped on the TED Talk stage. And I can wholeheartedly say that. And then fast forward, here I am speaking at Wisconsin, thinking to myself, you know, I hope I'm good. I hope I blah, 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 blah. I got so pulled from what the real purpose is. And so I took some deep breaths and I got back to, I don't care if some people don't like me. I don't care if I'm not as great as the expectations. That's not why I'm speaking tonight. I'm speaking tonight for one person. And so I would remind you to get back to your why. And I'm sure that your why is very similar to mine. You're a survivor of human trafficking. You are speaking for victim rights. You are speaking for people out there who don't have a voice and you can give it to them. It is so much more than those other things that kind of come along with the business of public speaking that can distract us. So I would say really get clear on your purpose. And then before the talk, I always close my eyes. Sometimes I even scroll through. Well, now it's Zoom. I So if I was in person, I would look into the audience from the stands. Or if I was on Zoom, I would kind of scroll through the Zoom gallery. And I do it very mindfully. And I say to myself, could be him. It could be her. It could be that person. That could be the person who who needs this. And it helps get me back into this very centered mindset of what my purpose is. And it's about serving others. It is not about me. So that was a lot and probably very intense. Woo, I got really like into the mic uh, for this, but I struggled with this a lot last week and I, I ebb and flow. Sometimes I feel really tied to my purpose and sometimes I feel you know, like I'm floating and I'm not anchored or grounded at all. So Jenna, I hope this was helpful for you. And honestly, for those of you who are not speakers, but are maybe just getting anxious about whether it's a sport, volleyball, soccer, it's it's work, it's something you do, it's a presentation. Can you remind yourself what the reason is you wanted to do this in the first place? Get to that reason. That is your core. That is your guiding light. That is that innate purpose I mentioned in the beginning. I hope this was helpful. Rooting for you, Jenna. You are going to absolutely slay that talk next week. Spring is here and it's finally getting warmer. And if you're like me, you have been waiting to get out of the house and go to the movies. If that's you, grab your friend, grab your significant other to go see Finding You out in theaters May 14th. Finding You is an inspirational romantic drama full of heart and humor about finding the strength to be your true self. After an ill-fated audition at a prestigious New York music conservatory, violinist Finley Sinclair travels to an Irish coastal village to begin her semester abroad. At the bed and breakfast run by her host family, she encounters Beckett Rush, a gregarious and persistent heartthrob movie star who is there to film an installment of his medieval fantasy adventure franchise. As sparks begin to fly between the two, which, oh my gosh, I love these movies, Beckett ignites a journey of discovery for Finley that transforms his outlook on life, music, and her heart. Make plans now to bring a friend, a family member, or even your partner to see Finding You only in theaters on May 14th. I know Max and I were going. I literally live for a romantic movie. For more information or to find a theater near you, visit findingyouthemovie.com. Hey, Victoria. I'm a longtime fan from Toronto, Canada, actually. So I've honestly been so grateful to have found you a year ago today during this crazy time with the pandemic. I found the hidden opponent in a time that I was really, really struggling when I was on the brink of my season getting canceled for swimming. And I'll be honest, it's been a really hard year, but you've been an awesome ray of sunshine every day on my Instagram feed and on your YouTube channel. Super invested in all of your content now and the real pod. So my question for you is, how have you managed throughout this all when you're at this point that the season's canceled and you don't really have a goal anymore of where you're going? How do you stay motivated with fitness? I've been severely struggling because for the first time ever, 
I don't have a goal or a swim meet or a competition I'm working towards. And my routine with all the lockdowns and shutdowns of not being able to access the gym or pool has been really difficult. So I'm just wondering if you have any tips of advice for me on like looking forward and really trying to make the most of getting back into some sort of routine or like what can be my goal from going forward now that I'm not going to have a swim season anymore and I'm done. So excited to hear your answer if you have one for me. Again, my name is Katie and thanks so much for everything you do. I really, really appreciate it. Hi, Katie. I love hearing from you. Thanks for calling, girl, all the way from Toronto. We love to see it. We love to know it. Thanks, girl. Appreciate it. I 100% relate to your question. And I want to say I know what it is like to go through what you're going through. Because like you said, you know, I just went through that. And it can be, gosh, a huge adjustment. And it's going to be a journey. First of all, if you need a break and your body needs a break, take the break, girl. Don't work out. Don't do the lift. Don't do whatever it is for however long you need. I think when volleyball ended for me, I went cold turkey. I literally don't think I worked out for, four, was it four months? I was like about to say four. And I was like, is that too severe to reveal? Should I like lie about a month? But real pod, four months, I think I didn't like work out at all. I think I maybe went on some walks, but it was just because I had spent years, like probably the past 10 years of my life working out all the time. And I just wanted rest. I just didn't want to do it. And so I didn't. And I think that is important. So if you think you need that, allow yourself the time. A big part of this as well is releasing that judgment, not saying to yourself, oh my God, I'm so lazy. Oh my God, I'm the worst ever. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't worked out in two weeks. You know, I'm freaking out. Girl, I didn't do it for four months. So definitely try to quiet that shaming voice from your head and allow yourself to be and to experience whatever you need to during this transition. Also, in terms of that motivation, that guiding light, that was something that I couldn't figure out for a while. And actually Max helped me because freaking Max, you guys, oh my God, I sound like Susie, freaking real pod, <laughs> freaking Max. The guy wakes up at 6.15 every morning without fail and works out. I wake up at 7.15, but I hear him working out. So it's like, no matter how early I wake up, like 7.15 is a pretty early time to wake up. I hear that man working out. So I already feel like I'm behind or I'm lazy in my day. Anyways, I thought to myself, why does Max work out all the time without fail? Like, what is it that pushes him? So I asked him and we had this conversation and it was really inspiring. And basically he said, working out for a sense of confidence and self-assurance that you can handle whatever comes next in your day is the reason that he works out. And that really struck a chord with me because we've spent so long working out for a game for a championship, to beat someone else. Have you ever actually worked out just for yourself? Because you can, because you can, because you can, because you can walk into the office later and look around and be like, I pushed myself this morning. I can handle whatever comes today. Or so that you can go on with the rest of your day feeling like you expressed gratitude and you were physical with your body that you're blessed to have. So I think in terms of that motivating force, no, it's never going to be a game again. It's never going to be a championship. Those things, they pass and, and we're past those now, whether, whether we like it or not. So working out because you can, because you're a hard worker, because you have it in you, that is a hard mentality to tap into, but it is a powerful mentality if you can get there. And the final thing I'll say is find workouts that bring you joy. If you love stairs, then do stairs. If you love dance classes and Zumba, but you never could do that before, do it now. If you love Pilates, if you love biking, if you love running, now you have the freedom to choose the workout and the physical routine that's going to make you happy and make you feel good. You know, those workouts we used to do as athletes that like, oh, we just hated. I was like, oh, we have to do what was it? Maybe the ropes or we had to do sprints. You know, you didn't like it. Now you can do the ones that you like. And I bet there are ones that you like and there are ways to move your body that bring you joy. So I would tap into that. And of course, of course, with the mindset of, I'm so grateful my body allows me to do these amazing things. 
It is awesome to feel my heart pounding and sweat beads on my chest and to take that shower and wash it all off, you know, for the feeling of working out. You want to move for the feeling, not for a look or in spite of yourself that is never going to last and it's never going to feel good. So just shifting to that because I can and because it makes me feel good and it feels awesome. And honestly, that feeling will come back. I said I didn't work out for four months and now I work out, I would say at least twice a week. That's obviously not where I'd like it to be, but that's the truth. And every time I work out, it's because I'm craving it. I'm like, oh, I need to move my body. I need to get outside. I need to sweat. It's never because I ate this, because I weigh this, because I look this. It's because I'm, I have that urge to move. So allow yourself that space to recover and trust that, you know, your body will crave that once it gets the rest it needs. And just know you are not alone in this transition, but I believe in you, girl. I'm rooting for you. And you've got this all the way in Canada. You got this, girl. All right. Clicking on our next voicemail. Hi, Vic. My name is Emily. I'm 14 years old, and I've been playing volleyball for about six or seven years now. Last October, I found out I had a stress fracture in my back, and I couldn't play the rest of the season or the club season after that. It was a really low time in my life between feeling left out, mental health, and body image issues. I'm healed most of the way now and have been cleared to start playing again. At the moment, I've been practicing in my backyard, preparing for tryouts for my freshman year of high school, but it's not going too well. I'm having to start completely from scratch, and it's been causing me to have panic attacks almost every time I practice. I spend a lot of the time crying because it feels like I can't control my body anymore. I've spent all these years building up my skills, and my brain knows what's supposed to happen, so I can't help but get frustrated when my body can't keep up. I'm really not sure what to do anymore, and I hate feeling this way. I wanted to reach out for advice. It's almost like my brain keeps taunting me with the memories of how I used to play and how I used to be a good player. If you have any sort of advice that could help me, it would mean so, so much. I look up to you a lot, and I'm glad I have someone to reach out to. Thanks, and I love you. Sweet Emily, that was so beautifully asked and I love you too. And I am so happy you called in. Thank you for being so vulnerable. I know your struggle and your injury was not easy. So I commend you for your bravery and kind of acknowledging where you're at right now. The number one thing that I could not help but think is how you kept mentioning, right, your mind. You were like, my my brain gets in the way. You said, my mind is taunting me about how I used to play. It sounds like physically, right, the doctors cleared you. They said, you're good to go. But mentally, that's where you feel like there's a barrier, there's an obstacle, there's something holding you back. That said, I want to share with you a mental framework that really, really helped me when I felt like my mind was keeping me from success and being the best that I can be. It's called the growth mindset. And oftentimes we think that there's just like one way to think. You know, you wake up, your thoughts are your thoughts, but we actually can choose how we want to approach a situation, especially a challenging situation or an instance where we think we might fail. So there's two types of mindsets. There's the fixed mindset, which is being the limit of your abilities. So it's thinking something like this, I'm never going to be good anymore. Ever since my injury, it hasn't been the same. There's no way I'm ever going to get back to where I was, right? That's a fixed mindset. And if I'm being really honest, and this is real pod, it sounds like you have some of that fixed mindset that this is the situation and it sucks and there's no fixing it. That's your fixed mindset. We want to tap into that growth mindset. And the growth mindset is believing that challenge and failure are opportunity to grow and learn. So this injury, your time away from sport, your setback is now an opportunity to make you stronger mentally and physically and better than ever. How can we tap into that? By switching the mindset from, oh, I'm never going to pass the same to my passing isn't the same right now, but with hard work and determination, I know I can get it back where it needs to be and even better than ever. So always reminding yourself that. Maybe the situation right now isn't ideal, but if I work hard and I put my mind to it, I know I can do this. I know I can achieve anything. And Emily, there is a book that I want you to read. And guess what? I have two copies. I have your number and I have your info from the voicemail. I am sending you a copy of this book. I'll write you a little love note in there too. 
And I want you to read this book called Mindset. It helped me when I was dealing with performance anxiety at USC. And I feel confident that it will help you as you now try to overcome this mental obstacle you're dealing with. So Emily, please know that book is on its way to you as soon as you hear this episode. And to anyone else who's interested in learning more about this and reading this book, which by the way, I think is fabulous for anyone and everyone. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a certain age. I think everyone should read Mindset by Carol Dweck. Once again, Mindset by Carol Dweck. And hey, Carol, if you're ever listening to the show, I'd love to have you on the podcast. So check that out. Okay, lovely humans. Well, those are all the voicemails that I was able to get to today. If you called and left a voicemail and I didn't get to answer on the show, uh, forgive me. I appreciate you calling in. Unfortunately, we have run out of time today, but please keep calling and leaving voicemails because I definitely want to do more episodes like this in the future, especially if you all enjoyed them. So thank you times a million for listening and for calling in and leaving your questions. Love you all to the moon and back. Thanks for being the best ever. And I will be back next Wednesday. We have such an exciting May lineup for you guys. May is mental health month. So all four episodes are going to be elite mental health advocates. You are going to lose your mind. I'm so excited. Okay. I will see you guys next week. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. I freaking love RealPod so much.